Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Well, apply for something else. I'm sure there's something that you can do. No, I don't qualify for any of this stuff. Well, you better get creative fast. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into talking about more practical wisdom. Oh, yes, indeed. So join me on the flip as we talk about keep your options open. I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we are going to continue to serve up some practical motherhood wisdom to help us get through the trying times. And so today we're going to be talking about keep your options open. Yes, indeed. The famed comedian Chris Rock is noted as saying that wealth is not about having a lot of money. It's about having a lot of options. So while you're marinating on that, let's get into it. We have been talking about chaos and we've been talking about how to deal with things, trying times as we are in, if you're listening to this at uh, the time of its production. And today we're going to put uh, a, a, a focus, a headlight, a magnifying glass on chaos and its other iteration called opportunity. So the first thing I want to say is the obvious. I want to be captainess, if that's a word, obvious by saying you should always prepare to have a backup plan because when things go wrong, oh, they really do go wrong. And I'm going to put a link to a blog that talks about preserving optionality. Now, it's written toward people who are investors and entrepreneurs, but a lot of great wisdom is in this particular blog. And, you know, go ahead and follow them. It's called uh, the uh, Farnham Street. And I'll put, like I said, check the show notes and I'll put the link to the blog in it because it served as a lot of inspiration for today's podcast. And I want to share that with you and plus give them some, you know, some love. Okay, so getting into it, when we're preparing for this uh, backup plan, I always want to know my why, what, how, when, where, who and whatever. And so uh, I want you to put this in in, in, in a, that pocket of yourself that comes up to remind you why you're doing the things that you need to do. And in times like this, it's kind of like we get that opportunity to show the metal that we're made in. And for those people who uh, have imbued and taken to heart the word of diversity, diversification, and having multiple streams of something, they tend to far uh, do far better than those who don't. 
who don't. So with this backup plan, I want you to understand that uh, as the blog, and I got this from the, the, the blog on preserving optionality today, that it says, the more options we have, the better suited we are to deal with unpredictability and uncertainty. We can stay calm when others panic because we have options. And I am going to put my little two cents in here and simply say that in times like what we're finding now, it becomes obvious. Hindsight truly is 2020. That those who have the ability to have multiple places where they can get uh, materials, resources, um, anything and everything that they need to maintain a semblance of a lifestyle that's worth living, they have been stocking away, piling it away and doing the like. And you might say, well, Michelle, I didn't have that. It was never enough time to get all that. And I hear you too. And I'm going to be talking to you too today because it's never too late to start. So let's just go on and say that life altering options usually come up during times of great change. So here, right now, this is your opportunity. So say, for instance, you got caught with your with your pants around your ankles and your options seem to be limited. Don't you fear, mon frere. Don't you, don't you dare. Because right now, opportunities are ripe for the plucking. You have to be able to see them and go for them. And the main ingredient of being able to go for opportunities when uh, times are tight or tough is confidence. You thought I was going to say funding and, and support. Nope, it's confidence. You have to get to the point that come what may, you are confident in yourself to go after the opportunities. And when you're going for the opportunities, always remind yourself that no simply means next. No is not denial of service. No is next. That one doesn't work. Okay, quickly move to the next one. This is when first movers advantage is going to really come in. You can already start to see people who have found a slight edge, a, a slight tweak, a slight way of appealing to people in the marketplace. Because I'm going to tell you, in case you didn't know, newsflash, newsflash, there is never a time when there is not some type of economy going on. And a simple quick thing about economy that is not in my notes for today is that if you break the word down economy, it means house and management. It means that you need to manage your house and you can take whatever you want to from the word house and manage. But I will say this is that economy of your home means that you are aware that your home needs to be managed. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about strength and uh, persevering and being able to have uh, a healthy environment for you to have options in a minute. But I need you to stop right now and realize that it's not too late, that even if you're in the midst of great turmoil, you don't know what is going to happen next. You don't know where your next whatever is going to come from. You don't have to think that this is the end. You don't have to do drastic measures that harm others. Remember we said, and I actually saw Brene Brown, um, uh, Dr. Brene Brown say uh, the, the same, you know, scared, but not scary. So yay. <laughs> but don't be, don't be, if you're, even if you're scared, don't become that scary person. All right. So in order to take the ability to make an opportunity out of the chaos, the first thing I'm going to say is be uh, be willing to be flexible, be willing to try something new. 
Now, the article that uh, inspired this today, they put it in, a, I think, a more eloquent way when they said, don't specialize too much. Don't be a one trick pony. Don't be all in on one thing. And I totally agree. Because it is really hard to capitalize on that one specific thing you do when life as you know it is no longer the same. And I am not trying to preach doom and gloom, but I will say that the effects of this pandemic are long-term, long-lasting, and I don't believe that this is an event where it's business as usual. I don't believe that this is an event where we can return to how things were. No, I believe because based on what is happening, how the economy is shaking out, how people are having to uh, adjust to a new normal, that you can't ever go back. This is not Kansas anymore. You, You can't go back home on this one. This is a straight line, not a circle. And so because of that, you have to be willing to break out of your comfort zone of what you are used to, what you are easily able to do. I don't know if y'all remember, but if you've been hanging with me, I talked about adaptability quotient over and over and over again. And I said that AQ is the new IQ and that those people who are able to adapt quickly, meaning that somebody can take you and drop you in any scenario and you quickly adjust and are able to be on the ground working and doing, that those are the people that are going to thrive Well, guess what? This is your adaptability quotient test. If you are finding a hard time adjusting, if you are lamenting and screaming and having temper tantrums and thinking, somebody come save me, somebody come do right by me, it's too late. You got to be the savior for yourself. You've got to make like MacGyver and figure it out and figure out a way to stop the ticking bomb and to uh, find your way in your new world. And I know it sounds hard and harsh, but it is the truth. Because at this particular time, the answer that we all need to recognize and take advantage of is that we need to make more choices and keep our options open so that we can find something that is going to hit. It's a numbers game right now. If you only know how to do A, B, and C, think about the person who is able to do one through 10. And then without those one through 10s, they've got three three secondary options. And on top of that, two tertiary options for each one of those. You've got to learn how to adjust, how to uh, not be married to one or two things. So what? If you are an engineer, it doesn't matter. If it requires for you now to become a cook, you got to do it. If And it's not necessarily a status change of up or down as much as it is a propulsion change, not even survival, because it's right now that people are propelling themselves far above the uh, uh, in front of the pack or being regressed to the back. Uh, Baron Rothschild. And the other day, I gave attribution to a um, a quote. I gave it to Rockefeller instead of Rothschild. Same R, wrong person. So uh, Nathan, uh, who was also known as Baron Rothschild, the first Baron Rothschild, a British Jewish financer, financier, a banker, he was the one who was known about talking about blood in the streets and that's the time to make money. But it was kind of like a misquote. He was actually saying that it's time, uh, excuse me, not it's time, but he was, he was noted as saying, let me slow it down, read my notes right. <laughs> OK, 
Okay. Uh, so he was actually uh, known for saying that the time to to um, make advantage and make huge strides is when there's blood in the streets. But guess what? When and he said, let me let me read it right. He said, buy. B-U-I, by when there's blood in the streets, even if it's your own blood. Now, that is some hardcore stuff. He was noted as saying that you got to put your money where your mouth is and get past your panic and be willing to do what it takes, even when it causes you to have some sacrifice. And so we have to realize that new options emerge when there's blood in the streets for those who are willing to bypass the fact that it's their blood. And you think about these different times when, when people were willing to uh, take great leaps. If you think about it, just even looking at Amazon, Amazon 1996-97, it's starting up. And this is only a mere 36 months away from the great changeover to the 21st century when there is hysteria, high concern that all of the computers are going to die. and It's going to be a technological apocalypse because when they were coded, they were not coded to move past uh, the 1900s. And so at the stroke of midnight on uh, 2000, everything was going to go dark. And yet and still, Amazon continued to move forward and to take uh, advantage of the situation. Amazon took no um, profits. They continued to li live and have a austerity plan. And quickly, Jeff Bezos and his wife at the time, they didn't just buckle down on being a bookstore. There's this quaint, a quaint, <laughs> this, there's this uh, famous a story of when he went to Harvard to talk to the graduate students there. And it's noted that a graduate student supposedly told him, you need to just go on and buckle it down because you'll never outdo Barnes and Noble. And little did he know, Jeff Bezos was not in business with Barnes and Noble. Jeff Bezos wanted the everything store because he understood that you must keep your options open. When there are blood, when there's blood in the streets, you got to double down and go wide and go deep. And that brings me to the next thing I want to say about this specialization. Um, I've talked about a book by the name of Curious um, before in uh, my podcast and how it talks about being able to understand that not only do we specialize, but we must generalize. And in times like now, especially right now, that person who has learned to be this uh, amalgamation of the of two animals that Curious, the book Curious talks about, is going to do really well. And that is called to become a hedge fox, like a hedgehog and a fox. Smash them together and you get a hedgehog. A hedge fox, excuse me. And the idea is this, that you can, yeah, you can still have a specialty, but you also want to have a generality as well, where you can, um, you can uh, work, you can find new angles on things, you can uh, find new options, and through these tough times, you're able to use your ability to uh, go deep into something, but using that to quickly understand new things, new um, technologies and concepts and the like. And the hedge fox is the one who does well in times like these. And there was even a way to graphically represent a hedge 
fox. So a hedgehog, imagine a hedgehog going deep. So that would be like an I, the letter I, just straight down, 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 digging, digging, digging deeper and deeper, more specialty, more detail. But then you got a fox. And if you think of a fox, think of just a line going from left to right and to infinity, a straight line. And the fox is fast. The fox is uh, well-versed in a lot of uh, trivial things, uh, moving uh, cleverly, very clever. And so when you take the hedgehog and the fox and you smash them together, you end up with what looks like a capital T where you've got the uh, horizontal line and the vertical line meeting in the middle. And so that is the representation that this book told us 10 years ago that it's time for us to increase our ability. Well, they were making the point to increase your ability to be more uh, curious about things and to learn more and to increase your database of both specific and trivial information. I think it's something that one of the most enduring shows uh, in America, that is, is Jeopardy. And it's a quiz show. And of course, the British are very well known for their typical kinds of quiz shows, quiz shows as well, because people are very interested in knowing a wide breadth of things, as well as being specific in um, uh, able to specialize in certain knowledges as well. And it might sound unfair that you're required to know a lot of stuff and even be a, a specialist in some things, but that's just the way life is and that's the way things are shaking out now. And so because of that, it's this the article that I, I said was um, had inspired today. I took so many notes from it. I was like, oh, I don't want to have to, you know, I want to end up retelling their whole article, but it's so good. And I encourage you to go look at it. And I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. Um, but what they said was um, really apropos and I can I can attest to it. And they said during tough times, investors make a lot of money and entrepreneurs innovate. And I am a dynamical entrepreneur, solopreneur, if you will, and I am forced to innovate all the time. Right now, I'm in the midst of a training and my um, my students are needing things that I could not have anticipated to be, be able to pull off what it is that they are uh, attempting to pull off. So guess what? I am on the fly innovating and scratching where they itch because it's not about my agenda. It's about their outcomes. And because I'm used to being an entrepreneur and not only solving people's problems, but helping people um, in the best way that they want, that helps me to continue to get my livelihood. And thus, guess what I have to do? I have to know a lot of stuff. Because I have to be able to adjust and meet people where they are and not make them conform to where I am. And so I am a hedge fox. And the good thing with that is, is hedge foxes tend to have different ways that they receive income. So let's, call, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What we would want you to do. And when I say we, I'm talking about wisdom. <laughs> when What wisdom would want you to do in times like this to keep your options open is to make as many avenues as possible for you to receive what it is you want. You see, gone is the uh, a time when you could receive your income, your support, uh, your uh, um interactions for, you know, social interactions from one place. Now, multiple areas, multiple streams, and multiple avenues are mandatory. They are required and they are mandatory. 
So in this article that I keep referring to called preserved optionality, what it means is, is that you are avoiding limiting your choices or dependencies. And so by preserving your ability to have options, it means that you're staying open to opportunities and you're always having a backup plan. And that doesn't mean a plan B. That means as many backup plans as you need to to do what you need to, meaning you got to find a way to always have the ability to take advantage of your various options. Um, They put in a example of a coach who worked with football players and he recognized that these football players were all about weightlifting, but they were having injuries. They weren't able to have long, prosperous football careers. And he went in and he wanted to expand their options. And so in order to do that, instead of them just lifting weights, he changed it to where he focused on nutrition, flexibility, and uh, health, overall health, uh, where instead of having them do weightlifting, he had them do yoga and various different things so that their bodies and their minds would change to allow them to have longevity. And what did Chris Rock say? Chris Rock said wealth isn't about a lot of money. It's about a lot of options. So even with a person who says, I need a lot of money, They're specializing in just trying to get money. And if you specialize in something, you close off and limit your options and you become dependent on resting on that one skill or following and trying to accomplish that one thing. And you you totally do away with all the other um, opportunities that are out there for you. So it's should be pretty clear right now that we should never try to uh, uh, specialize in one area because it's very limiting. But we also need to see that when you're looking at keeping your options open, you're also looking at constantly dying to self daily. And when we say dying to self daily, that means killing the person who went to bed last night. When your eyes open, getting into the habit of understanding, oh, this is a new me. And like I said before, to me, when you wake up in the morning or whenever you wake up and you take that breath in and you have an understanding where you are and you're, as the old people in in my neck of the woods say, clothed in your right mind, (laughs) meaning you have your wits about you, understand that you've been given a brand new mercy. You've been given a clean slate to get up and make your day what it is. You have been given a fresh new option of choices options and choices to choose from. At any given moment, you can make your entire trajectory of your life change. Remember, remember I said that life altering options usually come during trying times of great change. You are in the midst of it. All of the people who have said a prayer or a thought or had wishes, lit candles or put out affirmations and hopes that something would happen spectacular for you to change the trajectory of your life to finally get what you want, guess what is here? And when my grandmother was alive, she used to say things to me like, be careful what you wish for, you might just get it. And it's not, a, you know, she would say it's nothing to be afraid of, but it usually comes and it looks very fearful because it might not look um, safe. It might uh, look very scary and it might not feel good to you. But chaos is opportunity. Chaos gives you the opportunity 
to stop focusing on the destruction and the death and the danger that chaos brings and focus on the birth and the new life and the the new blessings that it brings. It's the weirdest thing. But if you can't remember anything else, remember that chaos is best resent, uh, uh, has been uh, uh, represented. Let me slow down again. Has been represented as the great phoenix. The the phoenix that rises from the ashes to become new, to become strong, to become elevated, uh, leveled up, if you will. And that's the time that we're in now. Keeping your options open right now means that you forsake your adherence and your death grip on, well, I'm this and getting caught up in a title, getting caught up in uh, a certain set of uh, trainings and specialties. Nobody cares. And you can tell nobody cares because are you right now, are you able to use those skills? Is anybody really checking for you right now and throwing money or accolades or reputation or whatever it is you you used to get? If not, you need to let it go and move forward and start looking at the fact that you want to be flexible, open to many options, being able to go in the ways that you need to. And this is not to say that You need to give up on your knowledge of things. No, make them transferable. Take what you know and learn how to grow. Don't just say, this is the only thing I know. This is the only way it will express itself. Mm -mm. Because remember, investors make money at these times uh, and entrepreneurs innovate. Have you noticed they don't really talk about worker bees and specialty or specialists? They talk about people who are always looking for the new, the now, and the next. And that's what you have to get used to and embrace and not fight and not stomp, stamp your feet. This is the age of adaptability. This is a very good time to see what your natural adaptability quotient is. And if there has been any conviction by what I've said during this podcast and you find yourself convicted and say, oh, I have not scored really well on my ability to adapt. Don't linger on that. Get to changing. Get to doing what it is you need to do to start developing and and looking for and searching for the new opportunities and the new options that are out there. You will be amazed at when you start seeking, you will find. And if you have an expectation of growing your abilities to take advantage of more options, more opportunities, you will. Because remember, you get what you expect. And so because of that, I want to just... I'm not going to plead with you, but I am going to ask you to dare, dare, if you will, to to not stare chaos down, but dare to step into chaos and allow chaos to work with you to start making opportunity, making a way out of no way. There is a reason why in the hardest times in history, we've had the most technological advancements um, and progress in innovations and um, uh, inventions and the like. And I will be honest with you, if you look at the last 60 years, yeah, the last 60 years from... um, the 1960s on, the amount of patents and innovations, true innovations, not that patent crap where you develop one little thing that has to uh, depend on other stuff that's already developed for it to work. No, I'm talking about a whole thing that you developed a new thing for. You'll see that the amount of innovation took a nosedive. And it took a nosedive because we got complacent. 
I can, uh, I don't have them at, at my disposal right now because I didn't think to put them in my notes, but I can show you studies that say um, that there is a correlation between apathy and depression and boredom. And if you are not challenged, and for some people, true challenge is when you are suffering financially and when you don't have anything that you can cling to and have a sense of control about your life, that's, it has to get to that for a lot of people to, to start being creative and innovative. It has to get to people suffering for them to finally figure out that you are made to create. I've worked with people that say, I'm not a creative. I'm like, get hungry and you will. And that's even a, a, a saying in the streets. Are you hungry? And, and that's you know synonymous with I'm ready to work. I'm ready to get creative. I'm ready to do whatever it takes for me to get out of this pain. I've said it in other podcasts and I'll say it right here that when you boil it down to what makes us get out of the bed and do what we need to, it all kind of boils down to pain avoidance. You can say it boils down to us wanting to have all these happy flower daisy moments. Nope, it comes down to pain avoidance. It comes down to if (laughs) you're like if you have teenagers who love to sleep all day, guess when they finally get out of the bed? They get out of the bed when their stomach is empty and growling or when they have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, pain avoidance. If you look at any number of reasons why people do the things they do, even if it looks they're trying to have pleasure, even if it looks like they're trying to find love, if you boil it down, it comes down to pain avoidance. And so if I have to couch this in this way, keep your options open because if you do, you will have the greatest machine to keep you from most pain avoidance. You will be able to figure out a way to adjust and to find some semblance of equilibrium um, or, or, or balance in your life that will help you not to not feel threatened, not feel like you are on the defensive and you will, you will find your North Star, you'll find your balance in your footing. But it all comes to not being so stuck on who you used to be, because this is not business as usual. You are really settling into a new normal and life is not going back. I, I, I feel it in my bones. It's not going to ever be the same again. There will be long lasting aftershocks and effects that you will need to deal with. And so understand that during tough times, tough times is chaos. And during chaos, there's great opportunity. But only those people who are not locked in and defined by who they used to be before the chaos struck, only those people are going to be able to see the opportunity to be able to advance and be rewarded by it. So be that person. Be the one who is willing to preserve your optionality by making it an environment where you are open to staying alert to all the opportunities, having multiple backup plans and always finding uh, opportunities and ways to take advantage of uh, the um, things that are are there that other people might be blind to because they're so busy trying to just stay in what they used to. Let go and trust yourself. Trust whatever you need to to get you through. But this is not the end and all hope is not lost. So guess what, y'all? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe, check the show notes. And if there's uh, something that you'd like for me to cover, send me a, uh, drop me a line. And 
This is a daily podcast. So guess what? I am going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.